The rigs are self-destruct. In 15 seconds, everything within 20 yards of where we're standing will be atomized. We're dead, you stupid slag! Don't count on it, chum. Do you expect me to talk? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, hello and welcome to episode 159 of Do You Expect Us to Talk? I'm your host Becca and as always joined by my fellow OCP lawmakers Chris and Dave, how are you both? Good evening folks. Sorry, I just, I just dropped out <laughs> of a second, I was just, I was, I was just doing my notes for the movie and I just... You were just, you were just thinking... I was, I was just trying, yeah, I was just trying to think about like, you know, something, which, something about the film. Which memorable scene was that, Chris? Hang on, let me think. <laughs> oh dear, we have covered lots and lots of bad films, and I always enjoy them. I don't want to do all bad films. I don't want to do one of those sort of pastichey kind of like shows where all you're doing is shit. I love how did this get made, and I recommend it to anyone listening. It's by far the best sort of bad film show I can think it's funny of. Funny as well. Yeah, because there's been loads of them. We Hate Movies is another one. There used to be one called Yet yeah, That Bad that was good. We Hate Movies is pretty good, but honestly, now, how did this get made is better. But it would depress me, like, no end to record on shit films every week. But when they do come along, and it is that line from, uh, you know, Vanilla Sky or something, you know, with, to appreciate the sweet, you've got to, like, experience the sour. It's like, I, I like that there's a mix. The problem is when we normally do a bad film, they're hilariously bad. This isn't. <laughs> Not this time. Not this it's... time. Oh, dearie me, just nothing happens in this film at all. I think not that it's bad. It's more, there's like, obviously the, the budget is much reduced and it could, you know, it could have obviously gone the other way. And it's more like a TV movie, bad kind of level. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, I've definitely uh... got a sense of TV film with this. Uh, it, it definitely felt like, like a, a pilot for the TV show. Doesn't even have Peter Weller, so. Well, exactly. I think that's probably the large part of it. Um, that Peter it just... Weller was off filming Naked Lunch. Yes, I think he got the better <laughs> offer there. I think. I've, he must have been shocked when he turned up and Naked Lunch wasn't what he expected. <laughs> so, <laughs> turned up, in, turned up in the nude with his picnic. He basket. turns up around David Cronenberg's house and goes, so, "Right, I'm ready. Oh, oh. Are we ready? That's not what this film is, Peter. <laughs> this uh, isn't what I expected. <laughs> uh, Who's hungry for sausage sandwiches? <laughs> Yeah, it's not about nudity or lunch. Or about lunch. <laughs> That's just false advertising. Although, although there is something known as a black meat operation in it. <laughs> Which is a very niche kind of film. Eye opening. I've seen some examples of. It's based on a it's based on a um oh, what's it called? A novel by oh, who, who did the novel? I forget. Burroughs. Um I can't think oh. of the first name. Uh, William William S. Burroughs. Oh, William S. Burroughs. <laughs> the wrong kind of Burroughs. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, I don't know if I've seen it. It's another one. Of, there aren't many films like that. Most films I, I know if I've seen or not. Naked Lunch, can't remember. Not a massive David Lynch fan, if I'm absolutely honest. So um, it's probable I haven't. But he went off to do this. The other thing is this film's directed by Fred Decker. 
when you see the phrase a director primarily known for cult horror films that tends to tell you they've been brought in because they're cheap and they're used to working with small budgets because horror always seems to have fairly small budgets i think it chapter two might prove that wrong but generally speaking um and frank miller wrote the screenplay for this again so st- it, it, the wikipedia page said something like you know still optimistic he could make an impression in hollywood and i think like okay um and he, he reused ideas from his sort of original draft of the first of the second film sorry and um once again complained it wasn't what he wrote and we didn't see him again till sort of sin city in terms of hollywood films um that's really all i want to say they brought in robert john burke as uh robocop now again another thing about the sort of budget of this he was brought in he was chosen from a, a, a sort of final list of two they got down to two and they chose him of the two because he fitted the suit better they reused the suit from RoboCop 2. They couldn't even like be bothered to like make remake it or anything like that. Although they had to sort of add some bits and change some bits so it would fit him because he's taller than Peter Weller. And I'm looking through his filmography and he appears to have been in Tombstone, but I don't remember him in it. Uh, I do remember Thinner, but again, don't remember him in it. He's got a small he, rolling he's, cop. He's, he's the lead in Thinner. Right, okay. Well, maybe... No, I have seen it, so I must remember him then. That's fair. Okay, fair I mean, enough. To be fair, he he does go through, like, from being, like, really, really fat to being really Yeah, sk- he does yeah. change his appearance. Oh, okay. He was in Good Night and Good Luck, which is a George Clooney film I really like. Oh, yeah, I saw that. The black and white yeah. one. Uh, yeah, it's really good. I love that film. It's George Clooney and David mm. Strait. David Strathern in the... Who will cover... Well, David Strathern will sort of encounter when we get to the Bourne uh, films down the line. Yes. To that um, one. He was in Munich, which... He's a really good actor. Now, I saw Munich, but he plays the part of belligerent American, so I can't imagine that's a massive role. Um, and he was in Black Klansman. But again, I loved Black Klansman. It'll be one of my favourite films of the decade, probably, but I can't remember him in it because I only saw it like a year or so ago and haven't watched it again. Loads of stuff on TV. So I, there's no doubt I'm going to recognise this guy outside of the suit, but... He doesn't massively stick out to me. That's not really the problem with the film, though. All right, he doesn't have Peter Weller's voice. I've read complaints that he was too robotic, if you like, in the suit and over-exaggerated and not fluid in his movements. I don't think Robert John Burke is the problem in this film. Yes, it's not Peter Weller, but there you go. Yeah, I mean, he does kind of, even without the helmet, he he kind of passable as a... A Peter Weller replacements. Definitely, the prosthetics make him look quite similar. Yeah, yeah, you can tell he's had a bit of plastic enhancement. You yeah. can tell it's not him, but at the same time, it's like it doesn't quite take you out of it. It's not like you go, "Oh, well, that's I don't buy that for one second. You know, you think, "Well, you know, it still looks like you know." It's funny. I've done an image search for Robert John Burke, and it's brought up loads of pictures of him in different eras. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I can't remember him now. I think they tried to make him look a little bit like Peter Weller. But it, but it's not funny. Right in the middle of all these pictures of him, there's a picture of Mike Pence, <laughs> the vice president, what? And, and I'm like, yeah, all right. There's a passing resemblance. That's <laughs> stretching it a little bit. Yeah, hang on, mm, hang on stretch of the imagination. I'll just, I'll just take, well. a, I'll just take a screenshot and post it to the messenger feed. You'll see it. <laughs> But um, right, right, sort of middle in the middle of that lot, there's a picture of Mike Pence. 
Um, That's got to be someone trolling. It's got to be. Yeah, a... that does, yeah. I don't. I don't see. <laughs> I don't see the likeness. Mm. Mm. Only in the most. There is a picture on the next row up that the middle of his face. I go. I can sort of see it. Actually, three rows up. But yeah, it's tenuous. Um. That's really it. I don't. Uh, the other the other thing I think to point out is the film would have come out probably earlier in two thousand and uh, sorry, nineteen ninety two. Um, but Orion were going bust, so it sat on the shelf for months, and I think that did hurt the film. In as far as um, I think it, uh, at the time, I remember it being held back, and the rumours were it was held back because it's really bad. Now it is really bad, but that's not why it was held back. The, the two don't go together as, you know, it's just a coincidence. Because um, this has, it's only based on 30 reviews, but obviously it seems like one of those reviews is positive because it's got 3% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty bad. Um, yeah, I think that's about it, really. It's sort of, the, the whole Orion Pictures going bust thing is why, that ended up with MGM and distributed by Columbia, actually, the remake. But we'll come to it. What are your experiences with this film? Did you see it at the time, Chris, or nearer the time? Or Yeah, uh, I remember I didn't see it at the time because it was still 15. And I was still, uh, I still would have been like, what? What? When, when did this come out to about, about that 93? 93. I don't know when in the year, but it's the year you turned 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously, I'll, but I remember reading it was the the film of the. But so I'm not sure if I saw. If I've ever seen oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll take that back. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. I think I, I misspoke, but not if you like. In that I said it wasn't held back because of its quality. It wasn't held back in the US for its equality. It might have been here because we didn't get it till June '94. Ah, I, yeah. It was out in America and we still ha- didn't have it. And the rumour was it's because it's terrible. And the other thing was it was PG-13 in the United States. It's a 15 here, mm-hmm. but it must have only just been a 15. It must have been a hair over getting a 12. But anyway, sorry, Chris. So you didn't yeah. see it because it was... Because it was a fifteen, yeah. Yeah, it was a fifteen at the time. Um, so, but I remember reading about it, and obviously the, the kind of the ho hum reviews of it. Uh, for what I remember, uh, I don't think I've even. I can't remember whether I actually seen RoboCop, any of the films, before then. I, before I even known about. So I don't. I'm not. Even, I, I couldn't honestly tell you. Um, but I've got a feeling that. I I hadn't even seen a Robocop film at that point reading about it. so uh it, it wasn't till like a, a, it was a, a VHS viewing really to, when I saw it and um yeah that that's pretty much it uh expect the lower resolution you watch this in the better yeah probably <laughs> you always kind of like you need a, a 16 bit gloss over it yeah. to get get more authenticity this this always felt like just like a low end kind of it it, it just felt it felt it very felt it very much felt like a neutered take on on the on RoboCop like all the edges just taken off with none of the sheen. Uh, I it, think you can do that in a. I think you can do it in a remake. You can't do it in the original continuity in the same way. Yeah. I think it's very awkward to go eighteen eighteen, well R R PG thirteen. 
that's really really awkward but yeah that's, that's quite a big decline isn't it big drop but, but not even that just in terms of the, the the satire element of it the i mean it could even be like it doesn't have to be an 18 or hard r or anything like that but if it if it was tonally like sort of rough do you know what I mean like 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 yeah. like, like like for example um uh casino royale i know that's kind of a hard 12 but still that's, that is that's the example we always go to though isn't it because yeah. it's it's about as hard as you can go with the 12 on a budget big budget family film well family film but you know what i mean yeah or yeah. or, or, or even like before then like sort of like the, the raiders films and things like that you know you can mm. you, you can go a little bit more adult or at least evoke that without being overtly hard if, if that's the issue you can be still be hard in tone but still have a softer rating yeah. um but yeah i mean even like just down to it, it just felt very much um like no one no one's heart was really in it um which is almost like a shame because i i do think I, I do think that the idea, the, the broad broad scope of the idea, is kind of like makes sense. Like here, here, Robocop sort of like as actually going against um, o, OCP now. You know, it's they they are they are the bad guys. They're getting taken. You know, the idea of them getting taken over by an, another foreign business. You know, uh, that that element of it, element of it. Him finally getting. Um, like it, the fourth protocol thing uh, removed and basically kind of like born again. Um, that basically just sounds like he got two spy novels. He got he got he got the fourth protocol and uh, and there was another. He got removed. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He, he kind of like fulfills this thing as being like the hero of the people. Do you know what I mean? Like sort of the shackles of the company is kind of like deprogrammed right. out of him. Yeah. So he's kind of like he, even though it's kind of. Murphy is free beyond it, you know, beyond the, or at least Murphy slash Robocop mm. is kind of like has is is kind of free to kind of like do what he feels is right now, you know, rather than like be uh, kept confined to being like you know OCP. It, it's tonally such an awkward film as a result yeah. because half the time he's shooting around people. But there's still a ridiculous amount of gunplay in the film, which you would think must have an effect on rating one way or another. But they've taken all the blood out, and you think, well, actually, yeah, you've basically it, it's like you you've you've made you've made a Robocop film and then just taken out all of the shots that are problematic rather than designing it from the ground up. Yeah, I kind of get the impression that a lot of what well, well, a lot of like the guts. Excuse me, of, of this film, a lot of what makes it Robocop actually ended up on the cutting room floor. I mean, um, you know, we've got like we've, Robocop being all but name, we've got, you know, we've got the name, got the. I'm quite upset that the Peter Weller is not in this film, but never mind. Um, I mean, you've got yeah, the amazing um, Basil Polidori's theme score as well, and you've got sort of classic lines like "Oh, buy that for a dollar," and "Dead or alive, you're coming with me." But everything else that we know, the ultra violence and and the satire as well, doesn't exist. There, there is one line of, I do like that was actually in the trailer, which is which is like when the bad guy sort of, sort of says, "Can I help you, officer?" And he says like, "Resist arrest." But that's <laughs> quite, that's quite a good line. But apart from that, I mean, yeah, again, it's just like repeat, like "Dead alive, you're coming with me." Blah blah blah. Well, blah. We, yeah, we it's just like start, great to 
or even start commercial news item, you think, well, they they're not brave enough to like retool the series away from what it was. If you want to do something different, no, um, well, you didn't. You didn't see any of like the dodgy dodgy mm. adverts. I mean, you kind of see obviously the newscaster, but you didn't see his um, female colleague. Um, we, but we, yeah, we at the same time, you know, there's another bite. I mean, I, I think I think obviously it opens with like was it the war on the Amazon? Obviously, what's going on in the news at the moment um, about the awful fires? Um, you kind of think well, it's kind of heading that way anyway. So that's kind of a little bit of prescience there, but that's just purely coincidence. I thought it was more kids being separated from their parents. Or yeah, yeah, that, that was that was the, yeah, that was the main thing. It's, but, um, you know, if, if you've got kids, or you know, if you're a parent, it's, but, it's going to be but again, heart wrenching. If that had been two, if that if we'd been covering this two years ago, there would have been none of that. So that, well, no, that, that's it. it's just kind of a coincidence. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's all coincidental, really. Mm. Yeah, and I think also they've taken the shades of grey out of OCP at all, haven't they? OCP in the first two films had bad eggs within them and they were a bit heartless and it was clearly making the point that private profit is often incompatible with public service. I get (laughs) they were trying to say in this film it's like comedy villain as fuck. Even Johnson's a a total twat in this film. He's he's even more of a Johnson Uh, than he has been previously. He was still alive because I thought he had cancer or something. He'd lost so much weight. He looks totally different. He looked, and I, 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 Jordan, so I cast somebody like him, with his, you know, with his skills. And he's, I'm doing it. I was waiting to see more of him. I thought, I don't remember Rip Torn in this film. And then I watched it. I thought, oh, that's why I don't remember. That's why, because he's not been it very much. He's just, he's literally the CEO. He's the figurehead. And I love that when they, when they do the reveal of Nancy Allen as Lewis, it's like, it, it's like she's like the A-lister arriving. Do you know what I mean? Hide yeah. newspaper. Oh, it's yeah, like, she is. So what? I, I still, again, I know she's, you know, really incidental, but I do get that like, all her scenes ended up on the cutting room floor. It's just like, I really want more for her character over the last few films. You know, her impact has been really minimal. I kind of, I would I expect there to be more like camaraderie, more, I don't know, maybe a love interest perhaps. Um, but I just kind of feel that her she character has been so much more. <laughs> a bit robo loving. But you know, I just kind of wish that her role had been more <laughs> than what it was. I didn't feel it was enough. You can always like tell which film she, film she is in, in, by uh, comparing like what haircut she has. The longer the hair, you like <laughs> you know how far in the series she the, is. Probably the perm, the more eighty she is. Yeah. yeah, and actually, when when you do get a flashback to that bit in the first film where she confronted him in the corridor, mm. and she mm. just looks so different. Yeah. Yeah, totally different. It's odd to even seen like the first film spliced with this, you know, with the the, the flashbacks. You think fucking hell, you know, you, you see like sort of like Clarence and the and the gang, like, um, well, from his point of view, shooting him, so you don't see anything. But we go, oh yeah, I remember that. That was violent as fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but in this film, he's going to shoot around everybody. He, he's he's going he's gonna to shoot out a door frame. Uh, the, the 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 bit we'll get to it in a bit, but. Uh, some of the some of the effects are really bad and not always are not you, always it's about like shooting the... shooting the gun out of the guy's hand and he's clearly see like the wire bouncing it around uh, well the bit i was thinking of is there's a bit where the little girl gets ed 209 to shoot out like a metal door like a metal mm. roller door thing and you see uh, like plywood flying everywhere after it's shot so basically that door is like soft wood painted to look like metal <laughs> it's just like so weak you think like you just wouldn't accept that effect if you had enough money you'd, you'd reshoot it you'd just go no that didn't work 
But there you go. I, um, I, I just like the bits where you started like sort of shooting the cops, and you think, oh, it's, it, oh, oh, oh this is fine. This. This fine. This can't go wrong. You know, you know what I mean. When like, when they when they think you just think, all oh, right. Well, obviously the the eight they're aiming uh, to miss the cops, but surely like you, you can't gauge that. Like, what if like end of like one of those bullets just knocks one of the, uh, the cops' head off? You'd be like, oh, Bucket, bullets sorry. Can go through things and ricochet and shit. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> but it's, no, it's fine. I mean, look in something like say Terminator Two, where like where Ar- Arnie is like. Fire, he's firing, firing like all these bullets at thing, firing these bullets like this cop, like, deliberately not to kill them. You can, you can kind of buy that because he's a, he's a cyborg himself and he has like laser laser spoke targeting, so he can he, he he kind of knows what he's doing. But it's like this, so this kid on a laptop controlling like a big tank of a robot. I'm sorry, I'm not buying how. <laughs> It's it, it, yeah. It's also the fact that particularly early on in like Terminator Two, he shoots people in the leg and things like yeah. that. And you think, well, that's unlikely to ricochet up there. No, you know, I'll shoot him <laughs> in his cigarillo case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it just yeah. kind of watch it with a pinch of salt and be like, mm, really. I think the other thing is, it wastes a decent cast. You know, um, a lot of them made their name on TV, but you've got Bradley Whitford here and Stephen Root and other people Shane like CCH Pounder, Jeff Garland. Reptor. Where was Jeff Garland? I don't remember seeing him. He's, He's the, 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 the burger shop. Yeah, the, the, the diner. I was like, I recognise that man. Had I fallen asleep at that point? I don't know. Probably. Um, he is blinking. He, he's blinking. He's, he's the guy yeah, in the um, cameo, cameo roles. And uh, the, the robber is uh, one of the uh, the pirates in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, oh, the, yeah. the one who uh, the one who's partnered with uh, Mackenzie Crook. That guy. Yeah, I know he looks familiar. Mind it, wait, that's probably one series I don't want to do. What, Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> I'm sure we'll do them at some point. Uh, deal? No, it's all right. We'll probably do everything at some point, and because it's not like horror or something, it would fall into something we might cover, but it's not on the list. <laughs> if we do it under Disney films, it'll be a wide... A wide um, no, well, yeah, if we did Disney films, we'd either do them forever or omit so much it wouldn't be worth doing. Sure. But... Um, I don't know. I mean, pirates maybe. No one's ever requested it, strangely enough. And um, it's not on the list just because I hadn't really thought about it. And not only that, I, I like the first one okay, and then I didn't. I, I I switched off about halfway through the first sequel. It was that bad, and I hadn't mm. seen the rest. Strangely enough, Transformers ain't on the list either. I'm thinking of the summer in the summer review where there were two fifth installments the same year. Yeah, you, you guys can can do them, but. I don't feel I'm qualified, unfortunately. <laughs> I could tell you all about the TV series. Does it require the... qualifications? Uh, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s. I'm not sure I... I've got my certificate for that. <laughs> my certificate? No. no ah, here we are, thank God. Congratulations <laughs> for swimming. It's in my swimming badges. badges. Yes, excellent. It's in my GCSE certificate. I am... Um... Uh, well, no, it's just like a friend of mine is like a, a, a super. A, well, I would class him as, as a super fan. Like he's got all, all the books, all the, all the films. He goes to the, the whatever the Transformer conventions are, um, and he's, he's got all the models and everything. And I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna have to get you in to substitute for me on this because I I could tell you about the TV series. We're as not I said. substituting anyone else in. That's <laughs> not how this show works. Oh. Um. Because, thing yeah. is, I mean, the thing is, not knowing the series is not a problem. You, you'd never seen a Rocky film, Becca, so well, no, that's not a problem. So. The problem is they're irredeemable shite. Well, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to do five bad films in a row. New. Um, Long. Will I do Transformers? <laughs> it's 
possible. It's possible, but I mean, if you say no, it's not happening anyway. But so if maybe. You say, it's just, uh, I'm not in any hurry to do it. No. I, I think as you say about 80s and 90s and all that sort of thing, I've got no, I didn't grow up with any fondness for Transformers at all. Transformers? None. Mm. So I wasn't that bothered. Yeah, I was more Ghostbusters man myself. I'm a Ghostbusters man, he says, <laughs> in his smoking jacket, age six. I was super moving into, like, Molly and Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, that, that was me when I was a kid. Yeah, she doesn't want to do anything as empty as Transformers <laughs> and Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Ninja Turtles, on the other hand. Yes. Right, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, opening thoughts on this film. Nice padding, folks. Brilliant, because this film's terrible, so well done. Um... <laughs> well, it's like, you know, the top show, it's like, well, this... This show is either going to be really long or really short. Or really, really, really irrelevant. I was talking. I was thinking earlier we just we could just end up talking about the Terminator for a couple of hours. Preview the next year. That's a good film. <laughs> yeah. What do we all think of the Terminator, folks? Just um, coming to a cinema near you. Hey, yeah. There's double bill next week, but this show will have come. This show will or won't be out by then. But no. um, in, terms of, in terms of this film, my biggest concern with it, just as opening thoughts, is. I watched it again today, and it's just—I it, I feel like I've got the memory of a goldfish with it. I watched it. I watched it about ten days ago, and a couple of days later, I couldn't remember anything about it. Well, not literally nothing, but I was—I would have struggled to, to say a lot about it. So I watched it again early afternoon today, and I'm still in the same position. I'm like, what happened in that again? Um, it feels like an underpowered Robocop two. It feels like the sequel you make immediately after or at least the idea you make immediately after robocop uh because delta city was trailed in that film as it is robocop 2 was all about trying to get robo uh delta city moving forward and so is this it's it's a stage further on but it just feels like a continuation of the same thing it is shot like a tv film it feels like a tv film the first sort of sequences of the film where they're sort of on the street getting people onto buses looks like a soundstage. Um, it may not have been. That's the funny thing. You can't always tell one way or another, but it looks like a real cheap, nasty sort of soundstage. It looks like, you know, what they, you know, could be a street they built for Seinfeld or something like that, you know? Um, and from then on, I was just bored. Robert John Burke's all right. He's not Peter Weller. Had he been in the first film, would I have felt the same way the other way round? Had they replaced him with Peter Weller? Don't know. We'll never know. I, I think the I think the question you need to ask is if Pete Weller was in this, would it help? Um No. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> no. Uh, no. I don't think there's much helping this film. It, it it's there's not a lot happening. I'm watching a lot of poor work from virtually everybody. No one's particularly good in this. No one comes out with any great it shows you how director sensitive most actors are. Even decent actors can give like really weak performances. Now, how much of that is they turn up, and see the material, and don't fully commit to it, or how much of it is what takes editors use or what directors ask for? Because theoretically, they're supposed to do pretty much what they're asked for. Um, I don't know, but all the dialogue's really weak. I'm struggling to think of specific examples, but I'm sure will will happen on some. But I mean, I've never seen CCH Pounder worse than anything. CCH Pounder generally elevates everything she's ever in. Yeah, she's quite good. Even when um, she was in Psycho 4, she was amazing. 
That's a bit random. <laughs> I just thought I'd let you know. I didn't know what to say to that. I was wait, wait, suddenly thinking about Psycho, Psycho 3. Four? Which one's it's Psycho 4? Which one's Psycho It's the one after Psycho 3, Chris. Oh, okay. It's, it's, the, it's, the, major, it's the director TV the sequel written on, by Joseph Stefano. Is that, uh, is, that, is that the one where he's basically like on the phone for like majority yeah, of it? Yeah, he's on the phone. And he's, and he's telling his life story. Yeah, and she's she's yeah. the radio interviewer. Has to try and save him. Anyway, from thanks himself. for listening. So to summarise, I'll have a point. I'll have a large to summarise, the chicken strippers. And... <laughs> I want my large pizza, please. Hi, <laughs> I don't want it now. Yeah. Can I have a pepper- can, fries, have a, thank you. can I have a de- uh, can I have a pepperoni passion and. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tell me and Chris buy from different vendors there. <laughs> no, you <laughs> said chicken strippers. That's that's Domino's. You do need to coordinate on what you're buying, what fast food oh, you is, want. Is that, is your, was your also Domino's as well, was it? I clearly shop in a different section of the menu. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah fashion is Domino's. Thing is, yeah, I was, it, I, it just goes to show that she was in a really random sequel, but she was quite good in it. Like, even here, she's in a really random sequel. When you, when you said Psycho 4, my immediate reaction was going to be, is that the one with the female lead? And I suddenly realised I was thinking of the Omen 4. Oh. That's another fourth, series I've not Omen seen. I've seen the first film, obviously. A, like, female child in it. Mm. Gee, seen, it I don't think I've seen that one. That's the one I've not seen. But um... no, I've seen the original and then I've seen the remake, and that's my own experience. Um, the Omen is a possible one day. Mm. I suppose. That's probably one that I might be able to stomach a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I do love the first film. I don't love either of the sequels, though. I know I'm, I'm friends with somebody who's quite fond of the series and he really loves the second one. Mm-hmm. Don't remember the second one too well, but I do remember the third one's got Sam Neill in it. And I, I didn't like oh, it. Right. The, the, yeah. the second one is... He's about 13. In yeah, the second one is like moments, but it's a bit all over the place. Yeah. Uh, if I, if I mean, one of my main uh, things with the film is like, he's like, uh, he's he's almost like sympathetic to a point because he's still kind of like a kid and doesn't understand it. Uh, and, and the, the, stuff the, remake, the remake is the only film ever made on the basis of a date. Yes. Because it was oh, released right. on the 6th of the 6th, 2006. Right, let's oh, yeah. cram the Omen in. Yes. That's all. So they just did an Omen remake. And it's actually okay. But it's utterly redundant. Yeah. Um, and there's something about the original having been made in the 70s that just lends it a feel that you can't do it now. Um, I kind of think 70s, it was a very special era for film. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and of course, uh, that was... Very special uh, decade. That was the uh, that was a that was the primary uh, source of dick, wasn't it, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> that was prime dick, if I meant <laughs> Yeah, if you say so. Yeah, uh, hey, CCH Panda was in the Cosby Show. Whatever happened to that? <laughs> mm. She elevated it, though. She she elevated it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she really improved it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm what you know, CCH Pounders I remember not being very good in it. Bradley Whitford is really quite poor in it. So it, it's just no one's doing particularly good work. It all looks really cheap. The effects are terrible. But small and large, I mean I'm gonna talk about, you know, the flying sequences later and the you know, the uh Michael Jackson video bit. Um But it's it's smaller things like explosions when you think hang on a minute that was meant to be like metal and that is clearly fucking plywood flying out and stuff like that um <laughs> just be grateful this film wasn't in 3d well I, I, did, I did like the effect of just going black and white for a brief moment yeah, briefly yeah i mean the thing is when you can't get peter weller and you go okay the studio's got problems and a cut in the budget so as much as it looks like he's off to do something else and that's probably true it's probably quite convenient 
as a studio struggling, you go, we'll just put someone who sounds a bit like him behind a mask and we can do some stuff with prosthetics. But, you know, on the other hand, even if it wasn't that, you'd go, we got an opportunity to work with David Lynch. You know, actors with ambition still want like a variety of work on their CV. So I get that. Um, Didn't Grindelberg make make a dunch? What did I say? But Lynch. Yeah. I've said that twice in this show. I meant. I I suddenly thought, hold on a minute. I've got wrong David. (laughs) Actually, I think that was a genuine mistake because earlier on I said I was, I'm not a fan of David Lynch. I I do quite like David Cronenberg. So I did get them mixed up. Hmm. Let's get, so, I, was, I was a uh, bit confused, sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's totally my mistake. And I think that just tells you I've not seen the film, so I've just gone, oh, that must... And it sounds very David Lynch, Naked Lunch, but anyway. Yeah, um, it's that's true. But then, yeah, speaking of... Uh, looking, I did quickly reading around the book, and I think it's one that's been on my list for a long time. But yeah, obviously it's very much of like that beat generation, so there's going to be a little bit of like LSD trippiness to it, so... Yeah, no, David Cronenberg... I mean, I, David Cronenberg's very, very hit and miss for me. But then, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, I, everyone raved about a history of violence about 15 years ago, and I hated the film. But I really liked um, Eastern Promises, which he followed it with. Mm, that, yeah, very different. So, they kind of went uh, out the way of usual. So yeah, um, but you can't even get Dan O'Hurley for this film. You know what I mean? You just think like you are really struggling when you can't get somebody who's probably not that expensive. <laughs> Bits where they tried to have emotion don't really work. We'll come to all that. What I will say is, I mean, I I started watching the remake tonight and I really only put it on just to sort of get it in that Netflix keep watching bit. You know what I mean? Where you just like watch a minute or two and you go, it's right there next time I have a look at it. Um, And of course, it started with the Basil Polidaris score. And actually, when when you listen to the score to this film, the score to two wasn't bad. But when you listen to the score to this, you go, no, that's his theme. You, you, yeah, it, it didn't hit. I mean, the, the score, right the score was fine, and you know, it serviced the film. But you just want to hear that. You want to hear that theme. It's mm. like you go see a Bond movie. You don't hear the theme. It's like, what? What's going on here? Um, and yeah, to me, like when you, you know, Robocop turns up and does something typically Robocop, and you hear the theme, it's like, yes. Yeah, but at least with ne- Never Say Never Again, you got some smooth jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Looking yeah. for smooth jazz next time. Yeah, I think we've so just had We've just accidentally announced our next commentary, folks. It's oh, never seen ever again. Popular <laughs> alert. So that, that's Chris's choice now, whether he changes his mind or not. Sorry about that. Chris, you've just chosen never say never again, all right? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just outed you. Oh, well. Oh, well. Okay. Um, that's it for me, really. I just think it's a bad film. I struggle to talk about much that happens in it. As we go through it, I know amongst you two you some sometimes you make some notes and you have synopses ready and we'll we'll go through it and we'll talk about it and we'll have things to say but my main problem with it was i was bored there was nothing in the film i thought was a, there was little in the film i was deeply offended by i just thought it was weak and cheap and no one's very good in it and the film you just look at it and go why does this even exist unless it's a pilot for a tv show which it wasn't directly so yeah that's it for me what about you guys I can't feel. I I think part of this film's problem is the fact that it's too kidsy. You know, it 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 kind of like it it uh, it it relies on um, the performance of a, a kid, which um, I think it's not the case of knocking the performance per se. It's the premise. It's like well, why is why is there why is there a kid like supposedly like the heart and soul of of this film. And it it does that Hollywood thing in which, like, oh, kids are fucking perfect. 
Oh, they're, you know, not 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 only are they do not do anything they're ever wrong, but also they're smarter than everyone else. And I'm thinking, no. You know, anyone who, like, probably has a kid knows that sometimes kids are little shits. And you know, I'm sorry, they don't know everything, and they, and they don't necessarily know how to, like, hack into computers and, and know everything there is to know about... Ro- right, Robocop or Ed Two Hundred Nine, and, ha- and 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 do all this, and 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 just know everything that uh, all the adults know about. They, she seems to like be know, know what know what to do. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, no, this is just this is just bollocks. No, <laughs> this 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 is just really poor script writing and really lazy. And it's almost like it's it's very lazy in the sense that you're just using a kid for for us the audience to go like oh we'll go along with it and it's like no no it it's it's crap storytelling you you know and you're using like children to to hide that to kind of like gloss over it and and for us to go oh it's kids it's cute you know and by the time you, you know when you get the rebellion they're just a bit too like oh hey we're the happy fun bunch you know it's like no you're a rebellion fighting for your fucking lives you know you're just a bit too warm and cuddly for this. Yeah, basically, what are with good reason. So I'm I'm not going to go too much into the rights and wrongs of what they're doing, but they described it at one point as like terrorists. And you think, well, that might be hyperbole, but there's something to that. And as soon as they turn up, they're they're, they're like caring. They're they're caregivers. Yeah. Like yeah, okay. Amazing how some kid can like change a change someone in it. <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? It's like the whole like sort of like, you know, none of them I gave a shit about, um, and they just, you know, it, even down to like you know uh, the one which uh, that that sort of rats them out. I thought you, you even did like the most cliche thing. Oh, the guy who's who's being an ass, he's the one who rats them out. But any you know, you didn't even sort of like try and do something that sort of flip that to be for us to even sort of think, oh, it will be him, then, then flip switch, it's like one, it was one of the other two, and and, and then kind of surprise us. But no, it's just, um, no. They didn't make any effort with it at all. No. And yeah, not, there's no real payoffs, no, nothing really remotely interesting. The, the only other thing that that guy kind of like had good to say about it was the, uh, I could see the initial concept, I can see like the the actual idea, story idea of like where to go for a third film, but it just isn't um, handled that well. It's just kind of I can I can kind of see like you know someone's like someone's like sort of had a story idea or wrote like a a script and it's just been rewritten, rewritten, watered down, watered down, and they see and and seeing this going like this is not what I, this is not why I envisioned at all. <laughs> You know, but the initial concepts are there, but it's just it, it it's just so watered down and just so, just, you know, lip wristed. I think that's the best word I can describe it. Lip wristed. They 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 did the Mission Impossible too. <laughs> I was gonna say, hold on a minute, we've heard them before. Yeah, no go on. Yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> it's everything we know and love about Robocop, but it's just got, you know, it's quite bland with it with an. Just the name slapped on the tin. That was it. Oh yeah, this is a Robocop movie, but we'll have none of the violence, none of the satire, none of the whips. Even with Frank Miller, you know, on script duties again, 
just everything's been kind of sapped out of it really um uh, yeah <laughs> disappointing yeah very disappointing tv movie uh, not even the amazing riptorn can save this so i would have expected a tv movie to be better than this actually yeah when, when you said it had the same sort of budget as he-man obviously that's very much like the first film was only 13 million uh but well for i say four years before this because it should have come out in 92 five years actually sorry because first robocop's 87 but 13 million but the first sequel at 35 and this is back down to 22 but again i think it's what what you're doing with your budget This, this has quite a large cast albeit most of them wasted and it has you know flying sequences and morphing and things like that and you think well the first film didn't try to do anything like that it was mainly animatronics and buckets of fake blood really so it's what you're trying to do with your budget as well but 22 million is skinny and you know approaching the mid 90s for for sort of a film series that was doing quite well so there there it is but yeah i mean when you can't even get dan O'Hurley back you think yeah you're struggling here aren't you yeah Mm. Shall we discuss this film sequentially? Ugh, if we must. What do we start with? It's it's news. It's news and advertising. Again, yeah, isn't it? well, I think it starts with the advert first. Yeah, it's basically sort of Delta City coming to you soon. Yeah. Silver lining. So again, no satire at all. It's just literally exposition, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so we get state the uh, Delta City. We get the the news. Um, uh, uh, and we we know we. I think do we hear about? Um, OCP get taken over by the like a is it a Japanese corporation? A Japanese company, Kanemitsu, something like yeah. that. Kanemitsu Corporation. I wonder, obviously, because this this is another tenuous link that I was trying to forge. I'm trying to find little pockets of interest in this film. But obviously, you had kind of other fil- other films like like Rising Sun and obviously um, Die Hard a few years before uh, um, that would feature you know Japanese companies in America. Um, obviously, this was at the very tail end of um, of like the the bubble economy um i think it probably burst around like 91 92 i think um and all kind of went a bit downhill i could be you know they're still feeling the effects of it today um but i kind of i wonder if there was as a trend around this time around this time maybe like late 80s early 90s there was a trend for you know films hollywood films in particular to fe- to feature japanese companies maybe yeah i'm just grasping possibly. at straws no that's fine well grasped um <laughs> I'm still trying to find something. We'll, 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 we'll take whatever padding we can get. Like, <laughs> yeah, <brilliant. laughs> it's funny you mentioned Die Hard. Should we chat about that? For <laughs> I, I'm glad. To, I, I was yeah. trying to, you know, offer. I was trying to forge a link with, with Akira. It, again, was like was um, 1988. So again, similar to Die Hard, as long as made many years prior. Us have seen Akira. We established so you could just like give us a quick plot synopsis of that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's quite lengthy and labyrinthine. <laughs> Labyrinth? Has anyone seen that? <laughs> I haven't seen Labyrinth. <gasps> Have you not? That's a really no. good film. I can recommend it. No, I don't, That's a real I, classic. I think I, it might be on Netflix. I didn't fancy it when I was a kid, so I've never got round to it as an adult. What? Oh my god. I only saw The Rocketeer about six Check it months. out. Dave, where have you been? But then there's a lot of films yeah, that are well known that I haven't seen. So. What? <laughs> um, not watching it, Labyrinth. It, it's, it's worth it for uh, David, pa- uh, David Bowie's uh, stuffed crotch. They <laughs> What? <laughs> he he wear, wears very tight uh, like lycra pants and his uh, his groin area is rather enlarged. <laughs> it's quite it's quite tightly packed in there. 
And they sold this to kids? Yes, they did. Yeah. When you said stuffed crotch, I kind of heard it as stuffed cross because we were talking about Domino's. So I thought, like, is, is there literally a cheesy filling? <laughs> well, Dave, I imagine it is a, that as well, but... <laughs> so, yeah. All right. <laughs> Right, so yes, there's a, 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 a they've been taken over, and we go. Do we go straight to the other thing? Is they go straight to some family in a home, don't in in their home, and it's a little girl sort of being put to bed, and it is a bit sort of child prodigy in it. She's doing all this amazing stuff on yeah. computers. Makes me laugh. Where Hollywood in this era thought programming was literally typing the command in verbatim. <laughs> She literally, later on, to reprogram it to a night, she literally types in Doyle as a puppy. <laughs> That's not quite how it works. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't need to train for that, would you, at all? I mean, no, no wonder Richard Pryor was so good in Superman 3 at this time. I quite like the um, the keyboard, the kind of curved... I, I don't know if it, if it is a QWERTY keyboard or not, but the kind of like the rainbow-shaped keyboard that that um, she uses. I think that's pretty cool. I was like, oh, it's mostly quite difficult to type with. I don't know how ergonomic that must be to use. Thankfully, this kid was doing fuck all in reality. With it, so. <laughs> she typed in, Loyal as a puppy. Loyal as a puppy. <laughs> you have too much to comply. I am now loyal as a puppy. Yeah, and of course, it's, it's sort of been on the news that uh, there, there's rumours that it's rumoured that they're forcing people from their homes in order to make way for Delta City. And she's asking her parents whether that's true. And her dad is like, No, this is your home. And then suddenly the window's bulldozed. And you think, <laughs> This is some fucking heavy. This is so heavy-handed. I just—it's it's quite a serious, you know, quite, you know, families being evicted from their homes, literally but whole neighborhoods being evicted. If, if, like... if you were the most heartless company in the world and didn't give a fuck about people, would you still, <laughs> nonetheless, bulldoze the house with everyone in it? Well, this is it. Without even yeah. trying to move them first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like I'm. I'm sure you know it's quite hard to spin that from a PR's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's it it, it you know it it. It's lazy. I mean, maybe that's how bad mm-hmm. things are now, isn't it? But it's I don't. But know. they haven't. With this family are not even aware they're going to be forcibly re- relocated because mm. all we see is that sort of fear of the unknown in them. It could be you can see in father's face that like he can't. He's he's got to reassure his daughter, but he's not sure. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't even be able to do that if they reached out to him. I think they've just gone straight for that. So they're forced out of the house, and everyone's being forced onto buses. So obviously they're just demolishing anything in in that area to make Delta City, basically. Yes. Uh, because obviously people aren't being a, a people aren't moving out to for for development. I yeah. Imagine. Although we've got no evidence they've even tried. No, you, you, you don't see the kind of the lead up to it. So this sequence in the film's horrible. It just looks horrible. I mean, firstly, you do. It's the only bit in the film. I'm, I'm not going to exaggerate and say it really moved me and make some big political point about today. I'm not. But the fact is, it was like families being like forcibly split up, and that's the one mm. bit in the film I thought. See what they're going for here, and in theory, that's quite moving. Yeah, it's, it's quite. A, it's quite a serious, quite a serious subject, but it's handled in a really lazy way. 
Yeah, it is. And, and even the three that comes up, the Robocop three, the three comes up on the screen just as like they're they're strolling around in the background with yeah. guns. And it just this just looks so lazy. It reminded me it didn't look like, but it reminds me of when you watch something like Superman four and you watch the titles at the start of that and you go, oh, God, yeah, Christ, just go, my God, they've, they've dropped this far. And that set is ugly. And it's just so lazy. It's just lazily, you know, and, and uh, an old woman runs up to like a soldier terrified and he like cocks his gun and he's like, just get on the bus. And it's like, get on the bus. Yeah, but these are, where are they going? Are they just dropping them off outside and that's it? That's never addressed, Chris. I, I have no idea. They're getting them out of that street, but I don't know. Again, there's no... The first film, I think, had the first film tried to address anything like this. We would have had them being taken to some sort of place that was being sold as respite for them or whatever, but is actually like a detention center or something. There there would be some kind of comment on them being free, but not free and that sort of thing. There's none of that here. But yeah, basically they're being they've been split up, and right in the middle of it, you've got CCH Pounder and all that and their crew, um, fighting fighting this process on a megaphone, going like you, know, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> we're struggling. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, like she gets uh, split up from her from her parents. Um, uh, the the. The rebellion going. Go I'm just going to call them like the rebellion or yeah. rebels, because uh, they're not even given a name, are they? Did they have a name? Nope. <laughs> the um, the Care Bears. There you are. Uh, I, don't, I didn't know what any of the characters were called. Care Bears. I mean, like you know, Ch Powders. Uh, her name's called Bertha. I know that. Right. Oh, there was a yeah. It was a children's animated show. Um, I think it was probably by the studio who made Postman Pat or similar <laughs> about a big green machine called Bertha. So what did we all think as Postman Pat folks? <laughs> I wonder who it was. It was one of those like Oliver Post Cake type shows. Did, did yeah. they do a Postman Pat film? Film as well at some point. Film, film. They yeah, did. CGI, SDS. Yeah. Oh, look it up now. Fucking anything. I think it, it, yeah, it's like the one where he enters into um, X Factor or something, Pop Idol. Oh yeah. What? Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, and, and and he sounds just like Ronan Keaton. Really? Yeah. It is Ronan Keaton doing the voice of, of him singing. Of him singing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Stephen Mangan when he's not singing. I yeah. can't imagine those two things lining up too well. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bertha. Oh, my God, 1985. Bloody hell. Right. All right. It's got oh, CGI remakes. Oh, my God. This is five years ago. All right. I never saw it. Neither have I. Can't say it appealed to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> where do they go it's, from it, here? Because it's, it's fifteen minutes until we see Robocop. It is, yeah. We, you know, but yeah, you go quite a way into well, the film. Well, you know, it. the kid teams up. Uh, kid Nico is what she's called. She's uh, she teams up with the uh, rebels. She's like, so, yeah. Or they, you know, she runs away from one of the, like the the, the grey guards and um, all the grey stormtroopers, whatever they're called, and then they. Uh, go uh, and sort of try and rob some weapons, essentially. And she helps. They run into that Ed 209 and she kind of knows, oh, I know just how to program Ed 209. I'll sort that for you. Everyone, she's remarkably relaxed, given it's like two seconds from murdering them all. 
know, yes. very chilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's just like, oh, yeah, don't, don't worry, the kids got it. You yeah. know, um, and yeah, so they go with the rob, they pick up the jetpack, and they run into run into some police. They jetpack's pretty cool, though. Is it? <laughs> um, oh, I think it's pretty cool. Right. In, in theory, also, just Rebecca. to clarify, Bertha wasn't made by Oliver Postgate. Sorry, that was a lapse in my knowledge there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so there's 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 a bit of a chase that happens, and obviously it all goes out on the radio. Uh, we see a guy rob uh, a diner, which is you know from you know the, the guy from Curb, featuring a cameo by Jeff Garland. Yeah, yeah. widely interesting. That's actually quite amusing. He goes into like rob this place, and it's full of cops. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, who's, who's tuning it now? Oh, like, I, I, was, I was just waiting for a gag to sort of mention it's a donut shop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just for that cliche, like, oh, cops that are That cliche good. that American cops do nothing but sit around eating donuts. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there we get introduced to uh, to Lois, and she's obviously, she's like, she seems like she's the big rock star cop, isn't she? She's like, yeah. What's no. making me smile about this is you're recapping, and I'm going, Chris, you're fucking flying through this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, Dave, I'm only pausing at the interesting bits. Uh, so. the, the, um, the, the reveal of Lewis is like she's a superstar. Yeah. It's, it's just like, and the you know the the paper drops, and you're like, there she is, the underused character from the first couple of films. Yeah, he's he's probably really sort of only really got any you know relevance because you know she works with Robocop, so it's like Lewis. Uh, she's a lazy, lazy device in this film. Actually. She is. Um, uh, so yeah, th- she's sent out to. Yeah, they're yeah. all sent out to. Sort so, of... so yeah, so uh, she yeah. and uh, two other cops, uh, which is uh, one played by uh, Shane Black. Um, yeah. Which I didn't notice. Go go on a, a chase for him, and uh, they end up having a. They end up in a big, massive crash, and they run into to the most. Uh, well, the most eighties, uh, apocalyptic punk gangs you could ever. Yeah, if you if you imagine just like you tip it in your head, eighties street punk gang. That's, that's them. <laughs> that's them. Yeah. With some well, futuristic again, things another like reference a to Akira, back. which is all about street gangs and and punks and things like that. It's very much. I think there's very much um, a cyberpunk thread running well. through this film. When the, when the, the two that set Robocop on fire, spoiler alert, um, they actually reminded me a little bit of the Batman movie at the start. Yeah, very much now, so. Of course, that had more of a 40s aesthetic, but that sort of very yellow pale, teeth. probably never seen daylight, yellow teeth on something feel. Yeah. yeah. Robocop's entrance into this is fucking stupid. <laughs> yes, because uh, he's. He ends up joining the chase, chasing after Bertha and crew. And, yeah. uh... and, and the kid's excited. <laughs> like, is that him? It's him. <laughs> it's, we're, me. We're... <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's me. Yeah, it's more when eventually he drives off the top of the multi-story car yeah. park. So... And the car just lands at a completely different angle than it was falling at. So, um, yeah, because basically he hears Lois is in trouble, so he actually disobeys so, orders. Yeah. Naughty. Naughty Robocop. And goes after Lewis, and then, yeah, drives <laughs> there's, there's off a the car park. There's version named Naughty Robocop. <laughs> 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 Naughty Robocop. 
<laughs> Breaks the ice at naughty parties. Dead or alive, you're coming. <laughs> no, I, think, I, I, I just picture like naughty Robocop is kind of like you get you get the stern turn off and him just sort of like going to a little sad sort Sitting of... in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> just doing that little sort of sad, I'm sorry. <laughs> just like sit his head down. <laughs> yeah, Robocop shows up and... Um... Yeah, it's he, just, he, he he drives off the top of a multi-story car park. The he car shoots falls. them all away, really, doesn't he? Well, the car falls vertically and lands horizontally. It's really lazy, it, and then it's just a big shootout. Oh, yeah, doesn't he shoot his way out the roof as well? Yes. No need to do that, but yes. And yeah, and he shoots, and he shoots away. He doesn't actually shoot him, or you know, we don't see him get shot. They just sort of kind of just run away as he fires, yeah. um, <laughs> because it's PG thirteen. And there's a couple uh, of points in this film. Uh, well, I like those guys later where, where he encounters them. In the first film, you just blown them away. Mm. They've got guns on him and all that kind of shit. He would have just blown them away, but not in this film. So yeah, you get what's supposed to be sort of repartee with um, Lewis, isn't it? Quality yeah. lines, like you know, what were the quality lines? <laughs> yeah, what, what were those quality lines again? Please. I'm imagine there must have been, but anyway, there are some lines. I don't know if they're quality. All right then. Well, he, he catches a bullet. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he catches that's, a bullet. That's just max power again. He should have just thrown it back <laughs> at them. Max power. <laughs> that was funny. Just, it, doesn't, it doesn't look particularly good. Oh dear. Catches but a bullet. That just reminds me, in like in, in Hot Shots Part Two, where you just like where Charlie Sheen just grabs like a handful of bullets, just throws it at people. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that did surprise me. I thought he was going to catch it, and I thought, oh, this is the type of film where he's going to throw it back at them, and they're going to explode into a million pieces. But no, that didn't happen. So yeah. I'm disappointed. We're all disappointed, Becca. <laughs> I'm disappointed in many ways. Yeah. <laughs> where do we go from here? It's not not as disappointed as Nancy Allen, whose uh, IMDb photo is off this film. It is, is unfortunately. It? Yeah, I think she's most disappointed by this film, but uh, by her role being cut so short. Yeah, so he he, he dispatches the remaining <coughs> of the uh, the bandits. Yeah, and uh, the splatterpunks, as they're called, because that's a great name. No, I know, not. but it's not very foreboding, is it? No, <laughs> splatterpunks. It's like what really? What it's like they're going to attack you with um, paint guns or something. It's, yeah, it's like they're I, very poor it, quality painters. They make a mess. They'll, you better watch out or they'll ruin your suit. Yeah. Yeah, see, it's not, <laughs> only, it on your bum. not only is it a photo from this film, it's a photo like someone's prodding her in the arse or something. It's not, yeah, it's not a very good photo. So, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so, um, yeah, obviously they, Robo's going, going back to the station I... and he spots uh, Nico. Uh, the the kid that he's that he spied going going to church. Well, while they are uh, quite um, subtly going Luna back in, like completely in in view of 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 the entrance of the church. Yeah. <laughs> Please can't go by. Yeah. <laughs> Shh, come back. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. It's not not like you know you're hiding in there and you know it's like you know your discretion is paramount. Uh, but anyway. No. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he, he spots them, and uh, they have. Uh, uh, we can go to uh, OCP board meeting, and we can sort of see that they is are. Is this before or after he's been set on fire? 
Oh, that, that that's after the you know, the the rest of the the, the splatter punks is uh, where he sets them on fire. Because this that's the first scene where you're like, yeah, they've got to pull every punch here. Yeah. Because he got his gunpoint before they set him on fire. They fire at him. It's like he would have blown them away in the first film. Yeah. Absolutely, and with, and with with absolute like, it would it would felt right as well. It, it wouldn't play like police police brutality. They were trying to like take him down. Yeah. But there you go. Sorry. Yeah. They go back to OCP. Uh, yeah, so we see them having a board meeting, and they obviously they are in financial trouble because obviously they are they their company's going down the toilet, so they're having like having lots of series of cutbacks. And uh, you know uh, we see um, what's his face from the West Wing. Uh, I've forgotten his name. Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. He's all, he's in Robocop because 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 of Robocop. Refusing order, they he, he orders like uh, yeah. He has program. a go at the sort of doctor lady and just basically the, says the, why the, the, the fifty scientist girl. Yeah, Jill Hennessy. Oh, I got a bit mixed up on who she was to start with because she looks like a number of other actresses. Mm. Pretty well known for Law and Order, apparently. But I yeah, I got her mixed up with lots of people, including Jason Connery's ex-wife Mia Sara. Yeah, it's basically why did he disobey an order? And it's like, well, he made a judgment call. Well, it, cops do that. Well, human cops do that. So she, she's basically ordered to sort that out. Yeah, and this is kind of like what we've had from the last film as well. We, you know, we've seen. You know, it's like, well, we. It's got no fresh ideas. It, you know, just do that. I mean, it doesn't even go anywhere because she just doesn't imply it because she watches some. Um, some of his memories, doesn't she? Or yes, there's some, and she kind of gets a bit sentimental. She goes, "Oh no, I'll do it," and then decides not to, not 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 to imply it. There's a Robocop goes out and um, he 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 searches database for her parents, which we don't see till later on. But it turns out that they they died escaping. Yeah. Um. Escaping what exactly? I don't know, but um... I don't know what they were out of the home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, her parents are dead. But again, just lazy tugging at the heartstrings. They you know, say Robocop goes out with Lois, and uh, they have the foreboding like Lois, you, you know, Lois, don't forget your body. Oh no, I'm going to go out for a moment. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't that advertise a mile away? Well, she's dead, then, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Because when yeah, I watched it yeah. last week, I didn't remember she died. I didn't remember she died because I didn't remember this film very well at all, except the silly jetpack stuff. Yeah. And um, she goes to get in the car and it's like, you know, are you not wearing your vest or whatever they call it? And it's like, no, no, I don't need it. And it's like, well, you're dead then, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I could go on the fact that, you know, it's, you know, given the world that she's in, you think... Not taking any fucking chances. You wouldn't even take it off during <laughs> you know, a working day, would you? No. I mean, I mean, you know, I imagine some cops probably wouldn't take it off when they go to bed at night. Really, quite frankly, but <laughs> in the shower, <laughs> not taking any fucking chances. Um, but yeah, I mean, she she might as well just just gone and sort of like reminisced about like what she's going to do after the war, you know, basically. <laughs> keep, keep wicked for Croydon gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, she does. It's like, yeah, you know, Mary you, Doris. Yeah, you know, you, you, yeah. Because Robocop asks him, ask her, ask her about her family, and she goes like, "Oh, you know, I, you know, you know about my family. They got that brother I never see, <laughs> whatever." <it is." laughs> 
Do you remember the start of The Godfather 3? Where he runs to his kids and it's like, isn't it amazing how I've lived in New York for this number of years? It's that kind of conversation. So tell us about all that stuff we've either never talked about before and I've bizarrely chosen today, or I would know anyway. Absolutely. Well, it's quite a sad story. Excellent, yeah. right. Yeah, let's, so... let's drive into danger. <laughs> yeah, so so uh yeah, so Robocop goes goes back to the church, uh and then um Medagic and his and his drew show up. The Medagic's the the, the, the grey storm. Really hammy English villain. Yeah He's not far away from like McBain, is it, or something? Yeah. Yeah. Damn you, McDaggard! I mean, I mean, the, the guy's like a decent, that decent enough actor, but you think he, he kind of could do someone a little bit more notoriety? Do you mean more of a name, really? Yeah, like just someone a bit more like, oh, that guy, you know. I mean, he's fine in the role, but yeah, he's, he's a good actor, but you can't. You want somebody who's a big, who's a bigger name than John Castle, like another, I don't know. Yeah, English, British if villain. He wouldn't be recognised by many people seeing this film. No. There's a bit of Shakespeare in his um, stuff, and he did. He was in Blow Up, actually. Oh, okay. The um, Anto Antonioni film. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, he was in a lot of television. Looking at it, he was in an Inspector Morse episode. Oh right. Oh. Tales of the un- he was in Tales of the Unexpected. Really? Yeah. Well, I didn't expect that. Nor did I. So they've named that quite professionally. <laughs> He's he played a couple of different roles in The Professionals. Okay. With Lewis Collins, who could have uh, He was in an episode of Casualty, but then I think we've all been in Casualty, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> they've either been in like Coronation Street, EastEnders, Casualty, uh, The Bill. He was in Spooks. Uh, really? Lovejoy. <laughs> oh, my God. Basically, a who's who of like British television shows, basically. He's retired now. So, yeah, I think I've padded this bit of show out enough. So <laughs> Uh, this guy's all right. He's a bit comedy evil, but there you if go. he had a moustache, he would be twirling it. Yes. Why do evil people do that? Well, it's, it's cartoony, isn't it? It's a cartoon trope. Yeah, I think it's from like you know the the old. Um... Was it wacky races or something? Yeah, you know you remember you know those type of like old school like you know um, films before sound and you're like you know tying the damsel to the train jacks. He's in a top hat. Yeah. Going, <laughs> right. They managed to do that without sound, which is quite impressive. <laughs> it probably came up on like, you just a, see a, a, Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, they're, in, they're in a top hat and a cape, they've got a big twirly moustache, so that it's, it, I think it's. Uh, I think that's where it comes Maybe from. Maybe pit stop style. Alright. Uh, whether there's something else that predate, I don't know, but anyway. Um... So that's moustache technology, anyway. <laughs> yes. so, do we need to say much more than they bloody kill Lewis here? Yeah, but basically, sort of, Robocop decides to take a stand, but um, and then he goes, "Oh, fine, I'll just start Shoot shooting everything but the cops." Yeah, which is just ridiculous. I know he's got, a, I know he's got, I nearly said objective. He's got, I know he's got directive four, which is never engage a, an OCP person I, or something. I think the it's thing was, it's like he can't. Um, he says can't do fellow he can't sort of like take action against another police member or another authority or something like that yeah 
And he does try to aim, and it, it yeah. sort of cuts out every time he tries it. So he ends up shooting the floor, shooting behind them. And it's just, it's like watching the A-Team, you know, <laughs> where the A-Team would have like a massive accident and the car would blow up, but then you'd have to see them and crawling out the window and they're mm. all right. And it's just, it, it's a little bit pandering to its to its rating. There's absolutely no need because you'd get the rating just without the blood. But there you go. So, you know, he's, he's become very neutered in this film. Yeah. Uh, Robocop gets damaged and uh, the, 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 the Bertha and Co. save his ass. They, they, they start taking fire or, or, or whatever. And, you know, I, you know, for a seemingly smallish church with no building surrounding it, seemingly, um, they... They, they seem unable to penetrate any other side of the building at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know these combat churches. <laughs> combat churches. Combat-ready churches. Because <laughs> we all know the kind. It's like, literally, they, 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 board, they board up the, the front door, spend about, like, five minutes to, like, talk about, oh, we need to need to go, need to go, then go, and then all of a sudden they, they, they blow out the door with machine gun fire. You think, well, how long did it fucking take you to do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've forgotten our machine. It's, it's, I don't know. It, like, it, it, you know it, it took them that long to reload. Like they had to, they had to go back and get it. You know, <laughs> it reminded me of Blazing Saddles, where they had to go back for the quarters to get through the um, <laughs> to get through the toll booth that they they improvise. Yeah. So. so Lewis dies. That's meant to make us feel something, but yeah. she's been wasted in this film. To be honest, she was she, wasted in the first couple. She's wasted across the series, I think. Yeah. It's almost kind of like a trope with me. Like I remember what where I saw it the first time ever, and it was like, oh, oh, they killed Lois, and it, but there's almost like a sense of like, oh, that's to be expected. That's like, oh, well, it's that's quite a common thing for the third film, you know, when uh, yeah. you know someone from uh, uh, the main cast usually dies. So yes. you know, so someone's been in like all, all three of them. Uh, like uh, the one that the, the example that's screaming out to me right now is uh, Bellius Cop Three. Where is the police captain get um, gets killed? Yeah, that that that's just the main one that's sort of screaming out to me. But it's it's that similar sort of thing. The third film usually has like a supporting cast member killed off. Um, yeah, it kind of makes sense. But as I say, they they haven't they haven't figured this character out. I mean, I don't know if they think Nancy Allen's a bigger name than she is, but the reveal of her at the start was overplayed, and then they've wasted her, telegraphed her death. The death itself is just ludicrously cartoonish. The way they just outright kill her. No, no, you know. Um, I think they pin it on Murphy, but quite how I don't know, because he's not carrying the same weaponry as them. But there you go. Where do we go from that? He's very damaged, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and he starts sort of collapsing, and it's heart damage or something. Basically, he's got whatever organs left. The plot needs him to have. Yet somehow they get shot in the face. Mm. Uh, Never gets shot on that chin at all. Yeah, and of course, and of course the kid knows how to fix him. Or, or, yeah, or she, at least she, she probably types in "be better." <laughs> be better. Feel feel great. Feel fantastic. They call in Lazarus, don't they? Yeah. Of course, she's called Lazarus, uh, isn't I, she? Well, I've watched this. For, yeah, no, Lazarus. I watched. Um, Mind you, we're fans of a series where they had Electra, so that ain't much better. <laughs> um, they now I, I saw this film this afternoon, 
and I've had to look up that they summoned Lazarus. I'd forgotten. <laughs> right? <laughs> but they delete the fourth directive. I remember that. And they've got the jetpack there now as well. Brilliant. Yeah. That's handy. That's going to be a great third act reveal, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it's not the jetpack from Thunderball. It's not as high tech as the one from Thunderball, is it? It looks really naff. New. Could be yeah. a coffee machine or something. A coffee machine. Yeah. So um, yeah, this, yeah. They also realised to, to remove like the tracker. That's what the kid does. And um, yeah, uh, Fletch the, um, the the guy gets back. Yeah, OCP is doing doing the thing where like everyone seems to be committing suicide. Like they get I thought fired. That was an advert. Yeah, that was that bit last time round, but this is like this is like a main thing in in this film. Like people are getting fired or getting made like redundant, and are right. you know you see one guy throw himself off off his like office uh, window while his wife's still on the phone saying, "It's not Do you know, that I, bad." Come on, all corporations go through it. I thought, ah. I thought that was an advert. <laughs> Yeah, to, to be fair, but I did as well a little bit. I thought, well, it's it, very much off that tone. It, and it I thought, oh, no, it's one of those adverts. But... It, it was an advert in two, but this time no, it's like... I know which one you're on about, where he jumps out the window. There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I struggled to concentrate on this shit. Um, uh, and you got uh, Bradley uh, Whitfield. He, 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 get, he ends up getting fired after being, like, cocky. Then, then And immediately just like, oh, right, and pulls out a gun and, yeah. and walks out all mournful. And like, have we met? Have we met Japanese ninja guy yet? Uh, no, he's. Well, I, I think Baltimore coming soon. I think. I think. Yeah, I think he's. He's just about to be introduced because it's like, well, we have to deal with this ourselves. And right. <laughs> um, yes, because you know, Robocop versus ninjas. There you are. Well, it was just the worst Robocop reveal in the ninjas, world because yeah. we cut to like the headquarters of this place, which looks like a map painting. In fact, it used to remind me, if you ever watch Star Trek The Next Generation, you get an establishing shot of the Klingon homeworld or um, Romulus or wherever, and it would be the same drawing, just very slightly redressed. It would literally look the same, but they'd recolour it slightly and draw some different details on the building. And it looked like that. It looked like a matte painting. But they walk in on this guy who's like meditating. And when the guy's eyes open and he lifts his head, it makes a RoboCop server noise. It gives away that's that's like a cyborg, which is a spoiler in context of where we are in the film, but it isn't. I promise you. I I didn't notice that sound effect. It's quite but... subtle, but it's definitely definitely there. And whenever you see him afterwards, he moves like RoboCop. He <laughs> turns his head, then turns his body, and things like that. Yeah. We'll talk about movement when we get to the Terminator, which is a series I'm determined not to talk about tonight, even though I'm trying not to, because like it's better than this. Trying really hard. Um, but yeah, let's face it, anything's better than this. I mean, with him, with him, it was move the eyes, then move the head, and things like that. And and with Robocop, it's move the head, then move the body, and he does all that. It, it's I don't know if I noticed it on first viewing, but on second viewing, it's absolutely obvious. Um, that kind of says all that parallel between Robocop and. But you're not, supposed to, you're not supposed to know till someone hits him with the iron bar later. Mm, you're not supposed to know. But they, I think it's obvious. I don't, Chris didn't notice. Did you notice? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's obvious. Just Chris then. <laughs> well, no, no. It's just, I think because um, I watched it on, on Netflix, other streaming that are available. Um, but there's a problem 
obviously with my earphones as well, but I had like the volume turned up a bit higher than it probably should have been from so my So you hearing. heard that server noise? And I heard that, yeah, I heard the noise and I thought, oh, it's not just a noise in yeah, the background. So, so I kind of rewound and checked it and I thought, hold on a minute, he's an Android. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So that's only how I found out. <laughs> and Lloyd. So, uh, Robocop recovers. Yeah. From um, his, with his new yeah, heart. So, um, yeah, so Nico gets the Dr. Mahotti and... Um, Dr. Mahotti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we also. I did know a doctor McCool. It's pretty much love interest in the film. And uh, Robo Samurai, uh, you know, interacts with one of the with uh, three of the the rebels and uh, kills kills all three of them and gets a map. Oh, when he gets hit round the head and you see his head, his face all like yeah. mangled. That well, looks that's a bit so creepy, silly. isn't it? It looks awful. And then it cuts it's to like scary. a reverse shot when after he's moved it back, and it's just like it doesn't even look like the same person. No, because he, he it's kind of he's got like a um, poker face, like a really serious looking face. Um, yeah. I think the director said that he hired him because he looked like an action figure, so he's kind of got that very serious face. And you can't imagine like if he smiles, he would look nothing like that. We forgot to mention at the start where we see the little girl in her house; she had a Robocop action figure. Mm. They, she did. They, they have merchandised this being mm-hmm. which in a better film would be interesting you in see a better that, film there, there's something to say yeah. about that, isn't it it's law mm-hmm. enforcement it'll kill people in the courses of it, course of its business it's a person where you've subjugated the, the person that's within there and then you've actually merchandised it as well mm-hmm. um but of course it's throwaway you know we don't get to see kids with lunch boxes and shit like that but yeah it's it's a bit like that um, he does find McDaggett, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. Where where do you go? Yeah. So Robo get is getting like rebuilt. It's kind of like just like in the the first film again, you know, with the kind of like yeah, you're you're gonna be a bad motherfucker, you know, kind of thing. But this time you got the uh, the birth of Begay going like, you know, or being like, oh, this is this is wonderful. Oh, aren't we happy? Or you know, it's uh, you know, you know we. It, it, it's pretty much the same concept, really. Um, yeah, he gets the uh, the four. But all three, all three films have this. He had to be rebuilt in the second mm. one as well. Yeah. So it, it it just tells you there's not really a series here. Oh, um, certainly not the way they've done it, anyway. They um, yes, yeah, so he has the fourth protocol removed at this point. Um, so it's pretty much like again, like the, the the protocol thing of him not being able to take action on any of the the bad guys. Hmm. Is kind of like is as soon as it's introduced, it's over. It's like oh, I removed it now. Yeah, if this was the first Robocop film you'd seen, you'd struggle with it because you'd go, "What's that? Oh, it's gone. All right." So yeah, it, yeah, it just you know, well, oh, oh, what's that? that? Too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Any, anyway, so um, yeah, so Robocop is essentially sort of remade um, and is. One of the gang now, um, and then like uh, he has a conversation with uh, Nico about a uh, parents, but doesn't tell them that they're dead. But kind of like, kind of just, you know. I mean, th- th- this th- this would be moving in a better film. This would be yeah. Because he even comes out with the cliche of you know they're not they're 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 never dead as long as you remember them sort of yeah. thing, or they're they're always alive as you know. Yeah, we've we've heard that delivered better in better films. Um, I, this is the point of the film and anyone listening can hear we're starting to struggle and it's because there's not a lot left to it 
there really isn't. We don't really buy this. He's one of the team again. He got damaged and rebuilt, but to what end and to what point? Because you could have you could have had the little girl hack in and sort out that directive without all of this. And that's about it, really. Um, what? Uh, yeah, the unit, the Otomo, turns up and, and attacks. Yeah. We don't know there's more than one at this stage. Yeah, no, they're clones. Well, so they're, yeah, so they're, they're like the T eight hundred. There's loads of them. Yeah, there's just lots of them, definitely. Yeah, so uh, Robot, Robocop... I, I still prefer to think of them as clones. <laughs> right. Uh, Robocop shows up to uh, back back in the precinct and, and basically just torches, like, the um, the Grey Baddies place. Yeah. Um, again, now he's, now he's not got his directive, he, 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 he can fancy shoot... No, 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 Just we'll just, like, you know, make a runaway and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, be yeah, have, that, that fourth directive, they could have changed it to whatever, you know, like, must shoot OCP, you know, but no. They don't. Yeah. M- m- must provide quip after every... <laughs> <laughs> even if, even if you don't have a good one ready. <laughs> must do quip. That, that's Bond's first directive. <laughs> <laughs> Say first, say first, first piece of crappy hit you come to you, comes to you. Yeah. Hopefully, make sure it sort of vaguely pertains to the situation you're in, <laughs> but that'll do. I guess he had no head for heights. Yeah. <laughs> He'll never be the head of a major corporation. But you know, get ready to laugh because global warming. It's terrible. <laughs> it's <a> terrible thing. <laughs> oh, you did both laugh. Maybe it's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> They they do broadcast a video of Lazarus, don't they? Or is this a bit later? Where are we now? It's a bit later. That's her, that's her illegal broadcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he so he, bur- he burns down um, uh, the the rehab center, as it called. They call rehab. I don't know. He why. tried to go to rehab, but he said yeah. no, no, no. Uh, and then we get to Madaga is. Doing some. They don't call him MacGyver. MacGyver. He's doing um, shady dealings in a in the CD uh, hotel, uh, where the the. Could sp- be worse. He could be doing shady deal. <laughs> I, do, I don't understand. There's one line of dialogue there that I, I'm so I think I must have missed something because this film is so rubbish. And he was like, oh, anything to get Robocop off my back." And I was like, "Well, he's not really." on your back per se just against ACP and I was like mm. I struggled a little bit I was like where's this come from through. this is really underdeveloped yeah it's not well thought through at all when you actually look at it it's a Frank Miller story but like there's a screenplay credit to Fred Decker as well so he's clearly come in and pissed around with the script and it doesn't all work at all but there you go um, bit, no, note apart from early on when we said he was wasted in this film. We've not mentioned Rip Torn once. No, yeah, he's he's rarely in it. He's rarely he's, he's in CEO. it. He's That's completely it. Completely unnecessary. He's basically have a name. he's the old man's successor. Yeah, it, it didn't. Even, he's not even named. He's just the CEO. That's it. Uh, does he have a name? No, he doesn't. He's no, a CEO, he's just yeah. CEO. Yeah. I mean, he's he's great for the short time that he's in it, but otherwise, wasted. He's Rip Torn. That's it. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he's, well, well, he's, well, he's not now. He's dead, but and, and we didn't do it. Delete, <laughs> great ritual. Yeah, no, that it, wasn't it, done to it, us. it was before we he, we mentioned him, so we're 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 in the clear. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So this is also where it reveals uh, that uh, Stephen Root is the 
is 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 given is giving them up, giving up their location, and it's, it's and it's it's also implied. He also said like, "Well, I saved your ass last time." I was like, "Well, so he must have given the location before." So that's probably why they turned up at the. Anyway, uh... yeah, and it's called coots, which is very similar to an insult. Lazy. Anyway, where where from there? Uh, yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, so Robocop turns up, shoots uh, a couple of uh, uh, grey stormtroopers, yeah, trying trying to pick up a a, a youngish prostitute, and um... the stormtroopers were not Robocop. Yes. He, was, he wasn't multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> Anger about love. <laughs> right. Anyway, fifty quid. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, ten o'clock. You, ten thirty. And bring a friend. <laughs> yeah, so he kills a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he sort of um, shoots his way through the door, uh, and and uh, that's, I mean, basically goes straight to a chase. And you know what? I think we really, really want to see. We really want to see Robocop chase down the bad guy in a comedy car. That's what we really want to see. So, so he he steals it from a pimp, and uh, as as he's chasing it, obviously you know they're 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 firing at the car and bits are falling off and you know, and what have you and you know, hilarity issues. Um. Yeah, thing is, I watched this this afternoon, but this is all brand new information. <laughs> do, do you remember the the, the 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 comedy car chase with a silly car? I've never had a shorter memory on a film than this. I've got a good memory in life. These you know these guys have known me a long time. I remember stuff really well. I watched this film twice, both times completely sober, both times paying attention, and like it, it I'm it, I'm I'm remembering it as I'm being yeah. told. Honestly, I wouldn't have mentioned it if you'd asked for a plot synopsis. I, 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 I'll be honest. Like, I, I watched it second time round um, yesterday, and and this this part was was a surprise to me. I was like, oh shit, this bit is... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I best make a note of this. <laughs> but yep, yeah, yep, yeah, it's there, it's there. Um, so <laughs> yeah, he, 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 yeah, he's uh, he's obviously he's driving like sort of like a like a pink kind of pink. Uh, pimp mobile, right. um, and uh, yeah, Madagat gets away. You know, MacGyver gets away, and uh, and uh, yeah, the uh, the the uh, the rebels, the 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 happy bunch gets to get seized. Uh, you know, the 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 grey shirts show up, and uh, and and uh, and she will. Uh, Bertha gets killed, uh, but the others get away. Uh, uh, Doctor Mahotti gets captured. And then where, where do we go from here? Oh, no fucking idea. <laughs> the rest of the film's just left your head now, isn't it, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. I can remember him being attacked by Otomo, and that's about it. I can yeah. remember that, and then him sort of recovering and flying over them all really fucking awfully. Um, I don't think we've mentioned the, the um, trippy fucking don't stop till you get enough video bit of the film, have we? Which bit's that? Is that when he's being fixed? Yes, it would have been. You know, when he's having. Yeah, the... it kind of goes in, into his mind and goes down to a tunnel. Wait, 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 wait. We think of like uh, only like the three women he's ever encountered. Yeah, <laughs> and they all morph yeah. into yeah. each other. Yeah, no one else. Just the three. Michael Jackson's "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough" video, uh, two thousand and one, a space odyssey, and the opening credits to Doctor Who had a baby. 
Yeah, it just look right. a little bit like that. And, 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 <laughs> yeah. and, and that weird kind of morphing thing in Michael Jackson's Black and White timey, timey. Yeah. video where like the people morph into different people. Yeah, that's exactly it. They, they, they saw that and morphing was massively overused in films for a year or two after that. And just like, oh, we can do this now. And of course, it's now got to, you can tell it's getting old hat because they're now able to do it on this sort of budget. Mm. It still looks rubbish. And it still looks shit. Yeah, so uh, the rest of the film has left my head. How did we get to him fighting Ottomo then? I th- I, he, I think he I think he I think he must he, I think he showed up at that at the place, doesn't he? And then uh, Ottomo, yeah. and uh, yeah, and he cuts off his fingers, fingers one of his arms, uh, and then they, they manage to get the the. Yeah, I think I think that happens later on, doesn't it? Because um, we have the the cops are ordered to uh, to to basically join the the grey shirts. And sort of clear and clear out the rest of the city because they're. Uh, That's precious. meant to be a meaningful scene because they walk out. They yeah. all walk out and drop their badges, and effectively become the resistance. Yes, and uh, uh, that's meant to be a moving scene where they all drop their badges in sort of solidarity with mm. um, the sergeant. Yeah, who I'm at the film three, and I've only just seen. He's called Warren Reed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, so I think we have like uh, the Robo the Robocop uh, fight with uh, the Robo Samurai. So, so, so that's where he gets the uh, he sort of we gets like damaged, and we have the uh, the and Nico sort of breaks into uh, OCP to kind of get in touch with uh, Doctor uh, McFitty, and um... and she gets a vid she gets a video done. Yes, of what's going on. Robocop spots the the jetpack from earlier yeah while me, that's playing me, me, meanwhile the uh the cops have joined the the, the remainder of the um the rebellion the, the rebellion and yeah. uh and of course ocp stock is now in free fall because they've just been whistleblown on basically yeah just basically saying all the criminality in the city forcing people out of their homes and everything is ocp yeah so and obviously the the, the gray shirts have turned out with a, a big massive um Truck team up the Splatterpunks. Like, what? Why? Why? Why they really need them? I don't know. But that's I mean... a natural pairing, isn't it? Do you know we need a few more bodies? We need some fighters here. What should we get? Let's just get some like drug. <laughs> like, you know what? I... <laughs> it would make sense if the tactic was right. Let's let's just give the the splat. Let's just give these lot a bunch of uh, our like you know our basic weaponry and 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 tell them to go and like. And they're basically be there, the front line, you know, the the, you know, the ones that you can just get like killed off, and just like, yeah, and we are weak in their side as much as they can. Yeah, that, that would make sense if that was their tactic, but it, it doesn't appear that they're just there, like sort of marching. No, no, they're equal partners in it all. <laughs> and, and then and, and they're there with this big massive tank, you know. I, but bear in mind, no one's getting shot at all. It, it's yeah. very much like the A team. Yeah. Here. Uh, and so it's only when like the the the, uh, the tank shows up that that there seems to be any sort of damage remotely, uh, and then uh, yeah, Robocop's hearing like uh, over the devices hearing hearing the message, and um, yeah, he gets and on his jetpack. Is laughable. <laughs> Feel free to disagree, Becca, because I didn't think you thought this was a particularly terrible effect. I thought it looked awful. Um, for the time, it's okay. It does look pretty bad. I mean, the the sort you can see like. I don't know, any kind of like blue screen or green screen. And it's just of, badly comped in. And all, it's, all yeah, it's, it's, not, wrong, it? it's, it's not the best. I mean, it's like, I guess for the time it was kind of okay. But yeah, it's still it's a bit... Bear in mind, Terminator 2 was two years before this. 
just a loose miles better. I just, I think we do misremember the rate of progress, and I, th- I, I don't. Surely the early nineties was better than this. I'm not going to argue or ridicule Becca if that's what you think genuinely, but it is like, was it really this bad? I, I put that as a mm. question more than a critique. Well, when we come to do Terminator, because I, I haven't seen those films in, in a long time, unfortunately. So, yeah, when we come to do those, I'll sure let you know then. I mean, Terminator 2, you can obviously do a lot more than that now. But they absolutely match the limit of what they're trying to do with what they're able to do, if you like. So everything's flawless. It's just you can see a little bit of sort of second generation video effects in a couple of places where they've had to do second and third passes. Um, but apart from that, it, it's almost perfect. It's just you could do more now, but they 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 did exactly what they were able to do. Whereas here, it's like this doesn't work, does it? I don't know. Is it just me? This guy's flying over the top, and it's like it does look a bit dodge. It, again, I I always keep going back to this show. It reminds me of like the Playboys where they're driving in front of that road that's <laughs> clearly not there. In fact, you could even say Doctor No where he's driving in front of back projection and you just think, well, he's not there. We know he's not there. He's not. I've seen that bit in Thunderball where he's kind of, he's making, you know, he's coming back down to earth with a jetpack and you can clearly see reproduction. And it's just like, hmm. It's that kind of stuff, isn't it? But it's, it's, those are just fairly short shots. This is quite extended. Mm. And it's, and it's all on a, it's all on something that looks built for the film. It looks a bit backlotty. It looks like they've, um, repurposed like a western set and modernized it or something a bit like thor <laughs> just a little bit oh dear. Thor, thor's far better and the effects are better but i just mean the set where it just goes oh this is just something you've lazily built for just for this that's it and effectively robocop wins but i can't remember how because i checked right out of this uh well he, he shows up and just basically sort of puts a missile straight down the, in the tank barrel of the tank and it blows up and then yeah, and then then just sort of turns around and shoots a load of bullets, and then seemingly everyone everyone on the other side is dead. Yeah, and they all check like, yay, yeah, we 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 won, we won, we and won it's... on a budget. And uh, uh, yeah, it's just like it, it is almost laughable because it's like literally about four people just fall down, and you think, hang on, I thought there was like fifty odd people before. I mean that's that's still small comparison you know, in terms of scale, but still, it's anyway. So, yeah, Robocop goes straight to uh, the tower of uh, OCP, where my dagger is waiting. And um, yeah, then we have the, the 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 only real good line, which is like you know you, you could resist arrest. That's a that's a good line. And um... <laughs> well, I just I think it is a sign of how much of a struggle this film is that I went looking for um, clips to use on the final edit. I mean, I did that some time ago. I'm, I'm always well ahead with that stuff. I've, I've done all the intros for several series to come, to be honest, but I did. Robocop was a fairly late addition. We didn't decide that long ago. So it might've been about four or five months ago. I sat down and, and sort of put together the found scenes. You just go looking for clips that of the film that, with some series, it's difficult because you, you'll find nothing but action sequences, and you just say it's quite difficult with Fast and Furious, for example. It is because you just, you know, you've got to find a scene that isn't literally just a load of like car noises. 
So with Robocop 3, it was really tough. And you'll, you'll, by the time you're listening to this, you've heard the start of the episode. You'll see what I mean. It's a tiny, tiny little clip. Um, just as they're about to like escape the building. And it's because it's all I could find that was like a self-contained bit of like dialogue. And it's because there's, there's, there's very little dialogue in the film, actually, and very little of it's memorable. And if you're putting together clips for YouTube, not a show like this, but clips for YouTube, memorable clips from films, you're actually struggling to find anything particularly memorable from Robocop 3 because you're not going to put together a clip of them discussing his new heart or something. So, it, yeah, it was a real struggle. But the clip we've used is from here because it's the only time Robocop seems to have any kind of conversation with anyone. But it's it's undercut by some pretty laughable action. And it, and it it's lazy as well. So they encounter him, and he sets two Otomu units on him, one of which who gets damaged almost immediately by Super Hacker Girl, who pro- presumably typed in damage. <laughs> um, damage each other. And it's because, obviously, then they can put a stuntman in the outfit. They can't. They don't have to use two of the same actor. And this fight is laughable. You think, right, how's Robocop going to cope with these two? Dun, dun, dun. And they just basically swing at each other and that's it. Yeah, don't worry, she's got a laptop. Okay, he doesn't have to. Uh, uh, yeah, and meanwhile, my dad was just, just sat there going like, no! He <laughs> has a gun in his hand and can actually just shoot over on where he's standing, but he go, he's standing there going, no! That's <laughs> literally yeah. how it goes down. That's it. And, and, then, and, then, and then calls her a stupid bint, doesn't he? <laughs> Something like that, silly cow. You melon farmer. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> that's like the U-rated version of this. Yeah, because I think one 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 of the things the the insurance policy is like um, this this briefcase, and I was supposed to be these like sort of samurai cyborgs, aren't they? But they have a self-destruct thing, which will basically blow up within a certain radius. Oh, is that what blew the building up? I had no idea. I thought he'd put it in as some kind of contingency. I'll blow the fucking building up. I'd lost the plot by now. Yeah, and then he, and Robot goes, okay, fine, well, I'll just fly out with my mate. See ya! <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to be you. And, uh, yeah. And then it turns black and white, and then, yeah, uh, that's it. And then, uh... And the way he flies at the building and grabs them looks ridiculous. Mm. And the very next shot, she's on his back. And it's like, that doesn't work. No. Superman did it better. And then then the head of the company bows in front of Robocop on the street. Yeah. Mm, That's quite important about the degree of bowing that he does. Why? I don't don't know. Must just be like really big into honour and and shit. (laughs) Well, yeah, if if you bow like that low to somebody, then... They're also like much, much more senior than you. So that's quite a big deal. Apparently. Great. <laughs> Fun fact. I, 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 I don't know why, though. Well, it's all to do with... Yeah, it's to do with honour as well. And so, like, okay, if you really want to say, like, you're really, really sorry for something, you literally would... I can't remember the name of it, but you literally, like, get down on the ground. And it's all to do with showing the back of your neck, showing that you don't have any weapons, and literally showing the back of your neck. So that's what it's all about, generally. And also, obviously, the, the more senior person, like the lower that you bow. Isn't it also something about like, offering your head or something like that as well? Yeah, it's, it's about showing your back, back of your neck. So. Okay. I just think it's interesting. But why just Robocop? I don't know. It's like... 
Yeah, it's, it's very weird. But it's obviously, he obviously sees him in a very much, you know, senior position, considering he is the, you know, he's the the company head. So, or maybe mm. it's because you know, Japanese companies were on the way out. Perhaps I don't know. The bubble would burst. I don't know. So we have that, and then uh, we get to the last bit, which is a uh, ripped on. Uh, for reasons I do not know, after being fired, still trying to like make small talk with Robocop. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's a bit weird. I don't know about that one. It's just so random. Yeah, they keep so, oh, like, uh, it's, uh, I don't really need a scene here. It's like, oh, it's uh, Murphy, isn't it? And he's like, uh, my friends call me Murphy. You call me. And he obviously, he's, he's surrounded by his new mates. Yeah. You call Robocop. me. Robocop. And then they should have all gone burn and high-fived each other. Yeah, yeah you always should have gone, yay! <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> that would have been a, a, a good, good way to end. Robocop 3 had it yeah. been a good film <laughs> I think this film would be more suited to thumbs up and freeze frame yeah thumbs up freeze frame definitely chips. I, I will lead off with the uh, with the final thoughts which in this case are, I have never struggled with a film in our entire history this much have we covered worse possibly I don't know but I never struggled I, I always know what's going on Octopussy's a struggle because even today I don't think I, I recount the plot particularly accurately because I've just never got through the film without at least tuning out once. I do think that's a really bad film, but it's not boring like this. The action sequences, apart from the fact it's so obviously not Roger Moore, the action sequences are staged pretty well because John Glenn's good at that stuff. Um, and there are bits of it that are pretty good. You've got the property of a lady sequence, you know, the... the um, you know, Sotheby's or wherever it is. That was really good. I couldn't think of the word. What's the word? Auction, um, auction houses. I couldn't think of it. That bit's pretty good. Uh, the backgammon sequence is pretty good. Um, it's never. I've never thought of it as the worthless film. I just think Roger Moore's a million years too old. Um, <laughs> they made him even more sex-obsessed as he went on. So by the last film, they're having in bed more women than any of his other films. And it's just like, this is smarmy. I think I, I think I, I grew up with someone who was really smarmy, so I struggle with it. It's like, you know, I really do. But, you know, there's decent action in the film and it's it's okay. And a, a commentary might be a bit of a laugh. Whereas with this film, I literally can't remember it. It literally like it, it goes out your head very quickly. You remember the opening sequence because that's poorly shot and shocking at the same time. So it's both the best sequence in the film and one of the worst. You remember Murphy being on fire at one point. Uh, you remember the ridiculous car jump off the roof because it's such a terrible effect. You remember, like, Nancy Allen's completely wasted death in the film. And then you remember the really piss-poor, like, jetpack effect. And that's about it, really. It, it's all just a terrible struggle, which made it a show that I wasn't really looking forward to talking to. Because we'll have a lot more to say about the, the remake next week. Whatever you think about it, They've, you know, they've got an, an idea and a direction for what they were trying to do with Robocop. And you can talk about it because it's broadly a similar plot. You can talk about it in distance from the first one. This is a this is a, an, a, a warmed over rehash of Robocop 2, really. It's almost the same sort of plot, effectively. OCP's ever overweening influence of trying to get this Delta City thing built. And it goes nowhere. 
And I, you know, I I can't apologise because we've had some laughs and hopefully people have enjoyed listening to this. But like, if it sounds like we're underprepared, we're not. We've all like watched it multiple times. We've come in like ready to talk about it, but it just doesn't stay in your head for more than a few minutes. It's the strangest experience I've ever had uh, preparing for this show. That you watch it and you think, well, I'll watch it on the day. Right, I'm ready. Brilliant. All right, here we go then. What happened? Um, Chris told me about a car bit that I, I remembered in the, him telling me about it. I go, yeah, that's familiar. But I watched it that, that after that after this afternoon, and I would never have been able to recount that without prompting. So the film's terrible, and they've overstretched the concept. Even at three films, this incarnation of Robocop did not warrant sequels. But there you go. Talking of sequels before you come on to your final thoughts, folks, um, the one thing that's made this out of date because we're two weeks ahead is uh, Neil Blomkamp is now off Robocop Returns. So we did mention, I think, in the first episode that he was going to be doing effectively a direct sequel to the first film as though it had been shot in like 1989-90. And that's now not happening, but we do believe the project's still going ahead. So when I say there wasn't a sequel in this, that's there to be challenged and and maybe proven wrong but actually we've been able to discuss where you could have made this the things they did make better but i think the bottom line was there was never a sequel to what was a one-off curio and that's where i'll leave it really folks what about you in the pudding that we're kind of like just kind of bored talking about it um, and talking about, I'm finding more enjoyment talking about other stuff. Um, so I will leave it there. It is just very like a neutered te- uh, Robocop film. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I can't say anyone's particularly bad in it. It just feels just very much like a, a just a, a weak. Um, Did you think anyone was particularly good in it though? Well, no, but it, it's hard to. I mean. With the best will in the world, you could you could show up wanting to give it you all. I don't think it would even come out. Do you know what I mean? I think you know. I, I don't think there's. I don't think it's anyone any of the actors could have done. So uh, it's you know it's nice to have the you know the uh, the original soundtrack, and I can I can see uh, shades of of a better film. You know, as in Robocop Two, maybe the last time, but. Again, it's just not here. It's just it's just very very weak, uh, very neutered. And uh... I'll go that far. Uh, we're not scriptwriters. We never pretend to be. We never pretend that we definitely know better. But RoboCop Two has been one of those rare examples in our history, where like certainly you and I, Chris, like could could almost see it all the way through. We were going, you can, you can fix that there. And I honestly believe if you sent us off with like the script to RoboCop Two and put us in a room for a while, we'd come out with something better with the essence of that film in it. Yeah. I don't know I don't know how you fix this. I don't think there's enough here to like cling on to no, to make no. it much better. No, you need a massive overhaul, I think, wouldn't you? Yeah. You need to get new writers in, just completely just scrap it and, and yeah. start again and, from and we're scratch. We're not writers, we're not pretending that. But what I'm saying is once in a while I think we like, probably could though. We could give it a go. No something's not working and you give can it describe bash, why it's not working but if someone said to you how would you fix it you'd say some stuff but you're not it doesn't add up to i could fix that it adds up to i could make that bit a bit better robocop 2 is one of the rare examples that with a bit of time because we we hadn't done a lot of thinking on it to be honest but even in the moment we were saying well thematically that would work better and if you change that that would lead into this 
and it it actually made led me into what might be a delusion that I could actually fix that film, and that doesn't happen very often because I'm not a scriptwriter, but I couldn't fix this. I'd have no idea. I don't. Yeah, think... to start again from scratch. I think that's the only way they could do it. Yeah, a fresh rewrite. What do you think, Becca? Yeah, I think a fresh rewrite is needed. Um, yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> let's, really. just, I, I think... let's just rewrite it from the history book, shall we? And just... Let's just start again. <laughs> let's just raise it. Sorry, that's a well. Chris uses the right word and it is needed pretty much. As I kind of said at the top of the show, it's, um, it's Robocop, um, but not as we know it. They've kind of got some shadow of a Robocop movie and they just slap the name on it. And that's it pretty much. But as I say, yeah, this has had, you know, very much considerably less budget that we're used to. Um, had to be all the vi- ultra violence, as I call it, had to be reined in to make it more family friendly. This is the first one with a, um, a 12, no, where is it? A PG-13 or certificate 15 rated in in the series um again it's just it's, it's not it's not robocop as we know i love it unfortunately and it's like i say nobody's particularly bad in it i mean the performances are, are quite decent um the little girl's brilliant because they're doing she's a little kid um as i say um cch Brander does kind of lift up the brief time she's in there um nancy Anna just wasted across the whole series ripped torn wasted like oh, it's it's very frustrating. Nancy Allen would have had a bigger impact had she had uh, a more substantial role last time round. Had she had more lines. Well, yeah, but if she, let's just say in the second film, she had a more substantial role, her she death did, would be yeah, a lot so more meaningful. It they would, yeah. So had, had her role been built up, her death this time around would have been all the more tragic. They brought her back to kill her here. They signposted it hilariously badly and then wasted it. But yeah, there you go. Time will tell. Time will tell because there will be a Robocop project that we believe, depending on, I mean, a director might come in and, and see it as something else. But if any of Blomkamp's ideas survive, we could be effectively about to get another Robocop 2, as though it was sort of shot at the time. Um, I did hear rumors Blomkamp wanted like Peter Weller. I thought Peter Weller's about 71 now. It's like, no, that's not really going to work, I don't think. So, again, we might find that there were other things you could have done in this world. But it strikes me that what's coming next week was much, much more suited to serialization than this was. Because that was made much more as like mass market product. And Robocop was never really intended to be that, was it? It doesn't feel like it was. No. No, no, not 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 when it originally started. No, it was more of a satire of that exact same thing, was it really? So, um, but Dave, I mean, I'm struggling to remember this film. I feel like I need some information. Do you know, we, do, do you know what? Right, we don't have to do the parody version of that tonight. We can just go <laughs> back and you know, fuck all. And the, the two hours of the show that precedes this just prove that. Please educate us. Okay. <laughs> I've really struggled to find some fun facts about this film. This, this film is is this film is fact proof. I, I, it I've really is fact proof. Times now in my life, twice within the last two weeks, and I don't know what happened in it. Still, <laughs> so God. anything will help. I'll say fun fact number one. Obviously, we know that Peter Weller didn't return. He was busy getting naked, having lunch with David Cronenberg. <laughs> Yeah, the only characters to appear in all three films were Nancy Allen, played Lewis, Felton Perry, played Johnson. Interestingly, watching his body language this time around, rather than mirroring, he does the opposite of what the other person does, which is quite interesting. So if somebody's got like open body language, he crosses his arms and vice versa. Um, so he's very much against the whole thing. 
much to the point where he decides to win, oh, which is very sad. Um, it's a good job they weren't in the toilet, really, because he'd have no. had to suck your in through his cock, wouldn't he? Thankfully, we didn't see any toilet scenes. I'm going to do around. the opposite of what you're doing. <laughs> also, appearing in all three films, we had um, Robert Duke, uh, Casey Wong, and obviously Angie, boarding uh, Mrs. Show you never mispronounce a name, Becca. You <laughs> literally never mispronounce a name. And you never not apologise for mispronouncing <laughs> I'm rubbish at these names. Um, and the other recurring character is Angie Bolling, who plays Murphy's wife. So there's the only characters to appear in all three movies. I was going to say, they did look freshly shot scenes with the same woman, and she did still look like it was 1987, maybe after. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were kind of new, it, if they were just inserts or shot at the time. Could or... have been deleted scenes, couldn't it? That's could it, you don't know. They didn't lose the last time. Use the last time. No, this is it. Um, and yeah, this is the first Robocop film in the series to be rated PG-13 or Certificate 15 in the UK, as the others were all R-rated or 18-rated. Um, fact number four, in Key Aikido, an automat is somebody who can build a bridge between the martial arts master and the common man and the person. Um, in Japanese, it means like a companion or an attendant. Um, fact number five, which I think is quite interesting, um, PDI, Pacific Data Images, um, did a lot of the computer animation effects for this film. Um, they would eventually become DreamWorks. They were bought out by DreamWorks SKG in 2000. Um, and it's the first film to feature the digital morphing effect um, in more than one scene. So that's my fun fact about Robocop 3. I would say that's fun, folks, but I, I, I lost concentration on the last fact, which I thought was a bit <laughs> meta for the film, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know what that last fact was. I lost concentration, sorry. Anyway, uh, that's four-fifths fun, and four I fifths. assume the fifth fifth is fun as well, folks. If you want some facts about bowing in Japan, um, most informal is like a bend of about 15 degrees for casual greetings, um, or you know, everyday, everyday life, sort of like just a nod of the head. Um, if you're on business or transactional situations, um, then you can do a 30 degree angle. Um, but then the most formal, one of the most formal ways, um, is if you're buying at 45 degrees and you're looking at your looking at your shoes, and that's kind of reserved for really deep gratitude or an apology, yeah. um, or asking for favours, things like that. So, so there we are. <laughs> All right. You can find me at the past of 1976 <laughs> on Twitter. Scraping the barrel. Um, just look, just reading through uh, IMDb trivia. Uh, one of my favourite uh, things about the film was uh, this. This is the, uh, the the first Robocop film not to get a novelisation. Uh, oh right, that's a fun <laughs> fact. Oh, how about that? Well, there you are. Uh, yeah, you got a pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> with pictures as well. Uh, I want to see the pictures. Um, yeah, you can find me at Sony So uh, you can also find all the uh, the podcasts, uh, all the podcast episodes at SonyTronics.co.uk. We can all available on Spotify and uh, and also Google Podcasts and uh, Apple Podcasts as well. And you can find us on Twitter at Expect Us Talk. You can also find us on Facebook at Expect Us Talk, um, and also on YouTube. Do you expect us to talk? And also over on the Apple Podcast and. Uh, do you expect us to talk? And you can drop us an email at expectusatalk at gmail.com. So I try to get through that as quickly as we can. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking like next week we might not talk about Postman Pat Serpico, <laughs> the Terminator, and Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, which means Becca. Dead or Alive, you're coming with me again. Which means. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put that in the film, that would have been brilliant. Dead or Alive, you're coming with me again. Again. <laughs> Do you expect us to talk when we return with the remake of Robocop?